in the last installment of Incredible Critics. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say because I don't want to spoil it. But check it out. It's Three Identical Strangers. Really. Did you watch really it on VidAngel? I did not. No, okay. It's, it, it's only PG 13. So. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, VidAngel, not maybe, <laughs> maybe not necessary on that one unless you're watching it with your children, Tim. Yeah. We are the Incredible Critics. Incredible, not because we're great, because our credibility should seriously be in question. I am Ben Franco. This week, we are celebrating our 100th episode. Joining me as always, Tim Lasers Gruber. What up, what up? And Frankie Fusco. Hey, Ben. So this week, uh, we wanted to do something special for our 100th episode. And so as, as anybody who... We had, got rid of Andrew. Yeah, yeah, we got rid of Tuna. Keeping it <laughs> here. Uh, but as anybody knows uh, who's listened to our podcast before, what we say, one thing we say almost every single week is it's a good vid angel. Mostly uh, when they're talking about any TV shows that I like. Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, and we use that just to describe whenever there's something that is something great to watch, but that maybe have slightly inappropriate or wildly inappropriate things in it. And so uh, this started a ways back because Tawny watched something that Frankie suggested, my sister-in-law, and uh, yeah, she shouldn't have watched it without a service like VidAngel. And so for our 100th episode, Frankie worked out to have Neil Harmon, co-founder of VidAngel, on the podcast. Neil, hey. welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on. This is the 100th episode. Congratulations, guys. Thank you very much. Thank Tony, you. this is all for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we honestly, rather than you know, do our usual show where we talk about uh, stuff that we're watching and stuff like that, we just wanted to talk to you about VidAngel because it's, it's a rare, rare uh, opportunity to talk to somebody who's started a service that I use every single week. So, uh, so it's, it's really, we've been so excited to have you on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. Shoot away. What do you guys want to know about VidAngel or whatever? Well, first off, what, so you and your four brothers, you have four brothers or three brothers? There are six of us. Six, oh, wow. Oh, wow, six okay. brothers and three sisters. Oh, wow. Big family. So you, there you, four brother, there were four brothers who were all involved in the starting of VidAngel. Gotcha. Okay. So you and your four brothers started it. How did it come about? What made you guys think that you wanted to do this? And, and how did that all start? Was it not wanting to feel guilty about watching Game of Thrones? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually not a Game of Thrones fan. So okay. I, I have other brothers who are. So, um, but you, you want the one minute version? The 10 second version? What let's do you want? See, oh, let's do the one minute version. Yeah. Okay. One minute version. Um, all of, all of us as brothers have young children. Uh, we grew up in a home in the middle of nowhere in Idaho. And um, our TV, you had to get the antenna just right to get any kind of reception. And our mom was very strict about media. And we grew up kind of resenting that sometimes. But when we got older, we realized, hey, wait a second. Uh, our mom raised us well. And it wasn't so bad that we didn't watch some of the stuff that... that um, that uh, probably didn't have that good of influence on us. And so, but w as we got older, we got involved in media a lot and started a lot of companies that had to do with marketing and media. And we wanted to share stuff, great content, great stories with our kids. And, uh, but we just didn't want them repeating stuff at home. And so that's kind of where the idea of VidAngel originated. 
So can we step back? So so what type of or what other companies uh, did you guys start before starting VidAngel? So started a company a long time ago called Memory Press. It was a huge failure back in 2008. It was like an early version of Chatbooks. If you've heard of that company. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, I worked out of that mess for seven years. Uh, the started another company called Aura Brush, which is a tongue cleaner that helps get rid of bad breath. Um, and we took that from zero sales to global distribution in about two years. Oh, wow. Um, it's in Walmart, CVS, Walgreens, and everywhere. And we did it by marketing on YouTube. So you can check out the Aura Brush videos on YouTube. They're fun. And um, then after Aura Brush, we started uh, an ad agency that, much to our dismay, is called Harmon Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we... we the, the the lady who founded a company called Poopery from Dallas, Texas, she had been reaching out to us, asking us to market her product. And we finally decided we're going to go for this. This product really works and we like it, the product. So we're going to go for this. And our wives like the product. That's a, probably <laughs> the most important thing, right? My, um, my wife does. My mom loves the product. <laughs> my wife does. <laughs> great. Yeah. Well, um, so we said, let's go ahead and do this. And they... Um, wrote us a check to get started on the production and we didn't have anywhere to put it. Um, so we, I got on the, the corporate website that, you know, late that night so that we'd have a place to receive a check and uh, didn't think of a name to name the company. So my brother Jeffrey and I were like, Jeffrey said, why don't you just call it Harmer Brothers? We'll change the name when we have a chance. <laughs> but we did. And then that campaign had launched within three weeks and it was on Huffington Post. It was all over. It was one of the top 10 ads of that oh, year. For sure. I remember that that campaign for sure. And uh, and so all the publications started coming out saying this ad was created by the Harmon Brothers ad agency. <laughs> <laughs> and we had always made fun of people who name stuff after themselves, you know, staunchy law firms and and other companies that name things after themselves. But here we are. The company named after our our, uh, <laughs> our last name. So <laughs> that's not. Uh, listen, there's there's definitely worse names out there. I've seen some companies with them. So <laughs> <laughs> so you can harmerbrothers.com. We've done a ton of ads since then. I don't. I don't. Uh, I'm not actively involved there anymore. Smarter people there are, are running the show. Um, they did uh, the really really viral campaign called um, Squatty Potty. They did uh, yeah. the purple mattress ad. They did the um, chat books ad. They did an ad for um, a, a nonprofit out of Colorado called Save the Storks. They did um, most recently. They just did an ad for Covenant Eyes that helps uh, people. Yes, um, I just watched that today. <laughs> did you see that? Yeah, I literally watched it. Like I don't know, two hours ago, some uh, a pastor sent it to me. Was like, you guys got to check this out. It's really yeah. well done, isn't it? It's they did good. Yeah, it's job. good. They did a great job. A lot of the guys who volunteered to work on that project at Harmon Brothers said, "Hey, we're recovering addicts, and we really feel like we can we can take on this message." And I just feel like they handled it masterfully. Yeah, it's cool. Um, they did also. Um, uh, there's this ad with this car rolling off a cliff. Um, it's for a fiber fix, and they did some of the. They helped us with some of the VidAngel ads too. So. We were just talking about the VidAngel ads, the Game of Thrones one in particular, um, just like a few minutes before you came on. 
You got started because I, I didn't realize that you guys had the ad company and, and I put two and two together and I was like, well, I don't have VidAngel. So, you know, you guys will definitely have more questions to ask. And he, they're, they're talking about the ad company. I'm like, oh, Squatty Potty. Oh, Poopery. I have both of those things. They're amazing. <laughs> um, going back to, to VidAngel, you know, you have um, a, you're expanding with that now with like media, right? With dry bar comedy. I know. Um, yeah. Yes. Well, so, honestly, that's where we always wanted to get is where we could take the data that we learn from families when they choose to skip stuff and that we could make better content rather than just skipping content. That's cool. Out there. Interesting. So that was our goal. And Dry Bar Comedy was our first foray into original content. And it did a billion views last year, over a billion. Wow, that's amazing. Um, and it, it's a great series, tons of fun. The guy who came out this morning, or yeah, was it this morning or yesterday? Um, he made me laugh. I'm still surprised. I, sometimes I'll just laugh till I cry. Um, some of these <laughs> episodes, he's really funny. Um, and then we took from dry bar comedy. We said, okay, can we produce stuff that is competes with the rest of Hollywood? And dry bar has been in the top 10 titles on VidAngel for since we launched it. Wow. So it competes with stranger things, game of Thrones, That's cool. uh, all the big titles. And so we said, okay, we can com compete on cheap content, which right. comedy is cheap content. Uh, let's see if we can compete like on like head to head on a TV series. And our very first TV series is called The Chosen. Yeah. Um, have you guys seen that or heard about it? Yeah, I've seen the posts about it for sure. So we have a, a brand new trailer that's coming out like just around the corner. Oh, uh, that's awesome. And there's going to be a chance for people to watch The Chosen for free uh, during, well, actually, for those who invested in The Chosen um, or invested in VidAngel, they get to watch it uh, tomorrow night before everybody else. Oh, wow. And then next week, we're doing like a, a, excuse me, a special event where people can watch the first episode during Holy Week um, uh, for free. And uh, it'll come out on VidAngel later this year, so. But it's That's really, really good. I went to NR, uh, NRB. The it's a conference for media broadcasters, religious media broadcasters, and um, we had a a uh, a screening room. And the very first time we screened it at the conference, there was like one person I got to go. And then after that, it spread and spread every single screening until that night it was standing room only. Wow. And then the next day we opened it up to an auditorium, and there were ten times the number of people there. And it just was the talk of the conference. So um, it's a really good series. We we see it as VidAngel's Game of Thrones, right? What Game of Thrones is to HBO, this is going to be to VidAngel. Gotcha. That I mean, that sounds it sounds awesome too. It's so for people who don't know, it's it's basically the story of Jesus, correct? But told episode wise, opposed to where you see like a movie where it's kind of beginning, end, and every the whole story gets done in thirty minutes. Uh, you know, an hour and a half. But in your case, you're going to break it off over seasons. That's right, Frankie. Uh, we. <clears throat> Excuse me. Did I get your name right? Or are you Ben? I'm no, I'm you got it. You got it. Yeah. Okay. Most important um, name. Everybody yeah. else really matters. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Timothy's uh, in on that one. Um, so this uh, it's a seven seven year series, and it's going to really get into the stories and characters, the backstories of the people who encountered Christ in the scriptures, and it gives us a chance to tell the story in a way that all of us can uh, relate. To the story hmm. and uh see christ through the eyes of those that we can relate to most 
And uh, it's just brilliant. The script writing, one of the guys who's a producer on it said that he was a producer on J.J. Abrams' Lost. Yeah. And he said this is, he's done um, a couple hundred media projects in his career. And he says this is the best series he's seen since Lost. Uh, it's script writing and everything. So Wow. How many episodes will it be, or the first season be? Uh, so there'll be four episodes coming okay. out for, uh, that we're, we're going to screen here in, um, in the uh, East, East, Easter week. And um, the plan is to launch four every Easter and four every Christmas time. Oh, so nice. It'll be eight a year um, for seven cool. years. Wow. For seven years. That's awesome. That was all... Of- how much of it is filmed already and how much of it did you just film the first four episodes and you're seeing how that does, or this is set you guys have it done or. So um, it's like any TV series, you have to do it um, a piece at a time. So the first four are, are almost done. The special effects are being done on episode four right now. And it's supposed to be shipped here sometime today that I'll, I'll, we'll be able to see it. Um, But we've seen early versions of it. Um, but there's a really, really key scene in the, in episode four that has required like five months of special effects. Oh wow! Um, so, um, but we've we're the script writing's already heavily underway for five through eight, and pre-production's already underway for five through eight, and I think they start filming here in May on five through eight. Wow, that's awesome! Yeah. And it's all filmed out there in in Utah. Oh no, you're in California. It's filmed in. Uh, um, it's filmed in Dallas, Texas, an hour, hour outside of Dallas. Oh, okay. Nice. Where are you guys based? We, uh, well, We're I'm in, Dallas. I'm in Philadelphia and, uh, Tim's a little North of me in Quakertown, PA and, uh, Ben's down in Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah. So people who invested in the chosen got to go on set and be extras. And there were people who drove all the way down from Philly to well, be wow. on the project. I have I have done that drive to Texas. My my wife's family is is from Texas, um, in the San Antonio area. Mm-hmm. So I, I've done a drive like that before. It is not a fun drive, so that is definitely <laughs> awesome that they wanted to come all the way down there and do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, agreed. But that is that is really cool. Um, I'm sorry, Ben. We're gonna say I didn't jump on you. No, so so uh, it just I wanted to talk more about Vidangel because I I think it's. The reason why I love it so much, and I I would I say this to everyone that I talk to, so I'm not just sucking <laughs> up because you're here, although maybe a little bit. No, it it was the first service or thing that I tried like it that. Uh, so we all studied uh, film in in college, and so we're we're huge film nerds. And that's why we do this is because I literally said, we haven't talked in years. Can we start a podcast so that we can talk about film regularly? And VidAngel was the first service that I ever found where it didn't feel intrusive into what we were watching. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's, it's only taking out, it's not going to take out like a five minute sex scene. It's going to take out the, you know, 15 seconds that actually has nudity based on how you, granularly decided so like how who who came up with that or why how did that come about because it's so it's i've always wanted something like that it's evolved over time you'll notice that the later versions of of the tags have are way more accurate the okay. stuff that's coming out today is way more accurate than the stuff that we did you know four years ago but um 
the the first iteration of it and the idea behind it was okay let's crowdsource this and let's uh create a, a qa process quality assurance process where we have three people from anywhere in the u.s who already watched the show or who have already watched it so anybody right. who's already watched game of thrones goes in and they say hey i'll do this for other people who don't want to watch game of thrones with all this stuff um, interesting they, and and so then they go and tag the parts that are potentially offensive and then after the first person does it then a second person does it then a third person does it then it gets reviewed one more time before it goes out and gets published to the website um and there's actually a new season of game of thrones coming out this weekend right yeah uh, season eight the last season um and we have that process fine-tuned enough that when that game of thrones episode comes out we'll have the 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 new version out within 24 hours of when it comes wow. out that's crazy yeah that's awesome um, so but we wanted to get it to where we can do it live that's the goal and we're learning mm -hmm. enough from the crowd and from the tags that we're starting to tr use artificial intelligence to to figure out how to pre-tag this stuff on the fly oh wow um, it's not perfect yet yeah uh there's a lot of like we can get it really, really, really accurate to where it will catch every single thing. But then there's a lot of false uh, positives where okay. you catch stuff that isn't really what you're trying to miss. Right. So we that technology will evolve over time. But that's kind of the, how it works: a mixture of tech and the crowd. That's and is that? Did you say that was volunteer? Like people volunteering? No, to do that? Are they paid? Hey, we, we pay people to do it. Huh. Um, there are people who volunteer to do it, and we allow oh. them to. The goal is to get it to where it's similar to Wikipedia, where anybody okay. can contribute. Um, sure. It just takes, it takes getting the technology to a whole nother level to let anyone in the world um, work on the tags. Wow, so how many people are, do you have actually tagging things? You know, I don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> I was involved in that process early on. And at that time, I think we trained we had this training system and we tr we sent a couple thousand, 3,000 people through the training system. And I think those who passed off um, their training, there were a couple hundred working on stuff. Okay. And then, but we have different levels, like there's publishers, there's reviewers, and then there's taggers. Oh, okay. Tagger, you gotta reach a certain competency and then to become a reviewer you got to read a reach a higher one and then be a publisher you got to reach the highest competency that's pretty cool so what so i i've always been kind of curious and since you're here i'll ask like do you work with uh like with netflix and amazon to like make sure that you're like in compliance with their apis and stuff like that like is there a relationship there or are you just they have the apis out there so you're going and using them i've always just been been curious about that so yeah, it's a great question. Um, ours is a sticky problem because the industry um, wants to make the money that is made by a service like ours, but the directors, um, it's, it's not socially acceptable. So any studio who accepts a technology like ours will get blackballed by the directors. Right. And, and, um, and so, all of these distributors have signed contracts that don't allow them to work directly with us. So what we did is we wrote them and, and told them what we were doing. And we had, you know, we had phone calls with them to talk to them about it. They can't officially authorize or 
or con condone what we're doing. Um, so there's not an official relationship there. We just make them very aware of what we're doing and, okay. and give them information. And then what our service does is it behaves like you, Ben. It's like when you sign into VidAngel and you say, hey, I want you to filter my Netflix account, you give it your Netflix credentials, the VidAngel app, it encrypts them and stores them on your device. We don't have your credentials. Mm -hmm. um, and then it brokers between you and Netflix and, right. and then filter the stuff that you request. Yeah, I've so never- it gets, It's the authorization from you. That totally makes sense. I've never, like part of me as somebody who studied film and, and content creation and that type of thing, like part of me gets not wanting to have somebody else alter my work, but at the same time, like they want your work to get out to everybody possible. And I think that's the huge benefit yeah. of what you're doing and helping even those directors and creators is there are people who would not be watching some of these shows or movies or whatever because of, you know, what, how they are and what's in them. But now the content and the story is still getting out to them because, and you, you've helped them do that. So, I mean, it's really a, a great piece of technology and it, it's pretty awesome. It's come a long way. I remember being over one of my buddy's house when I was like a little kid and he had the box on his TV that <clears throat> bleeped yeah. out the words. Oh, yeah. like, they were terrible. Word at the bottom. That, that was like, and I was like, this my is mom bought one of those boxes and every, all the siblings were cursing that thing. I had already moved <laughs> out of the house. They were like, they hated that box. <laughs> uh, it was so corny. I used to make fun of them all the time because you had no control. Just it, you know, blocked out whatever it thought was a bad word, and yeah. there was no like you know level of picking it. And it's it's awesome how with VidAngel you can literally pick what you want to see and what you don't want to see, what offends you and what does not offend you, and <clears throat> that makes it useful for not just it makes it useful for everybody, which is is really cool. Yeah, and I I think we're trying. We released a lot of videos to try to change the narrative and help uh, the directors understand that this isn't censorship, it's, it's choice. And, um, you know, the directors are actually facing problems as they launch Netflix shows throughout the world. India's pushing back, China's pushing back on content because of yeah. because the nature of the content. And, um, you know, there's, there's a, certainly a place for, in the dialogue for, would the director rather be centered across the board in China or would he rather allow a family to just choose what they want to exclude? Um, so that's very customized to that, to that family. And, um, some directors are coming around, but, um, others still haven't seen the light. Yeah. I remember a couple, it may have been like a year or two back. I think a, a bunch of directors got upset because, um, uh, the studios were selling like the, the TV edits of, their films and it's like i totally get that because those are awful like the way that they <laughs> edit them are just they're terrible but yeah. you know with this and how granular you can be with it in, in choosing what you you watch it's just it's it's perfect now that said i would i i i'm with uh i don't remember if it was um frankie or ben who said that you understand the director's position i'm actually with you and i told you i don't i'm not a game of thrones watcher just because I don't know if it's just not my generation or what. <laughs> it owns everything that I've heard about. It. I tried to watch a couple of episodes. It the stories always turn to people um, just dying, just lots of people dying yeah, for whatever reason. The gravity of humanity, and I like to watch stuff that makes me want to be a better person instead yeah. of, instead of think of humanity in a <laughs> in a Darwinian sense. You know, <laughs> right. I, 
I, I, I'd rather not think of the world that way. So I know it's great storytelling, but I just say, do I want to put another dollar towards HBO creating that show or do I want to put a dollar towards somewhere else? And so, I, you know, I, I understand the directors and I respect people who say to themselves, I'm not unless I'm willing to consume the content exactly as the director intended. I'm not going to support that content. I respect that. I totally respect that. Um, and but I also respect some, you know, a family who just says, you know, I want to share this great story with my kids but I don't want them repeating some of these words in our home or they don't, I don't want them acting certain things out. And I respect the authority of the family to do that within the privacy of their own home and feel like VidAngel is a great technology to kind of bridge those worlds. I definitely agree. Now, I don't want to keep you too much longer. I want to respect your time and we really appreciate you being here. It's been a, a lot of fun. What we do all the time is, you know, we'll pull up a show and be like, you know, and, and this that's a good Vane Angel, or that's that's our, our favorite show that we're watching right now. What is your favorite show that you're currently watching? If you if you have time, I know you between all the businesses and running a company, but I'm sure you're watching something. So I started watching The Widow, but it didn't carry me through. I got I think I got the episode right there with you on before. that one. Um, uh, let's see which one did I? You know, I, I Man in the High Castle. When I got to the end of season two, it, it takes a while. To, I mean, uh, I I'm surprised I made it. Yeah, right. the end of the season two, the payoff. So yeah, because I did not make it that far. It, it, I... Yeah, Britt and I watched it. It is, it is like such a slow. Is something burning? I don't know. Let's just keep watching. Let's find out. Yeah, but I'm strange that way. Like I liked Castaway. I liked really um, subtle stories that get into a character really well, and I don't care if it's slow. See, uh, I can commit to a slow burn. Uh, film because it's like two to three <laughs> hours tops slow burn tv show is like 16 hours and i'm just like i i don't know why i'm here well I'll, i mean i'll give you consolation i didn't actually make the chosen so it's very there's a lot, lot going on in that show it's very it's it moves well um, <laughs> awesome. but uh you know another show i've recently loved did you ask specifically about tv i think my favorite film i've w watched recently was uh into the spider-verse so yes so good it was so good we all love that too yeah um and i didn't ask specifically about tv so no either one of those works we 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 mix and match both that and if if our other co-host andrew was here he'd talk about youtube videos because that's mostly what he watches <laughs> <laughs> he's not so we won't bring him up um but no really really appreciate your time i mean we we were big fans of VidAngel, angel and uh you know you get some Free publicity on our podcast and where can you where can people go and and get VidAngel? where can people go get dry bar comedy um you know and and check out the chosen if you want to just plug some some places or websites that they can go to for that if you want to watch the chosen for free this easter go to the chosen.tv the chosen.tv it's a great show i like seriously i think it's gonna be huge and uh it's up there with some of the great tv shows of our time so I encourage you all to go there. You can look up Drybar and VidAngel just on Google. Thanks, right. guys. Now, I'll just—I just want to note on the record while we're still recording, the chosen. First of all, the actor they have playing Jesus did voices for Fallout. <laughs> and <laughs> why did you bring actor, that up when he was here? <laughs> because you—you you guys kept asking. It doesn't matter. You guys had <laughs> your questions, and they were really good. <laughs> And then I'm, the other one is the guy playing Nicodemus, my homeboy OG from Stargate. 
What's who? Eric Avari. Ooh. Who you would know as actually I can't remember his name from Stargate. He's the old guy from Abydos. He was in the movie and the series. Mind blown. Mind <laughs> Nicodemus. Blown. That's all. For oh. the record. <laughs> Well, Frankie, I got to give it to you. That was uh, so unexpected. The Frankie literally just just came out of nowhere, texted one day, and was like, "Hey, I think I have this thing happening, but I don't know. Do you guys He's like? I don't know even want to tell it? you. I don't even want to. So here's what happened. So we we've been talking about the hundredth episode since episode fifty, and we had a bunch <laughs> of different ideas on what we wanted to do for it, and it just none of them were great. The only good one, and it and it all boiled down to Ben not wanting to get together with us because he doesn't have time. To come to Pennsylvania. I don't have time. And um, magically, you know, he has less time. In the, I don't know how. I, 24 hours is not enough time for me. And somehow Ben only has 16 in a day. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so we wanted to do stuff like that. And I, I had, I'm like, hey, why don't I just, I wonder if I can. And I kept thinking in my head, like, maybe I can get, you know, uh, you know, a movie star or something like that on the podcast. Like, how awesome would it be to have like J.J. Abrams or like Bruce Willis? And I was like, <laughs> none of that's ever going to happen. And then I was like, wait. <laughs> Vid Angel. We talk about Vid Angel all the time. It's a company. I'll just add someone on LinkedIn. So I added Neil Harmon <laughs> on LinkedIn. <laughs> all about that LinkedIn life. And uh, and that was and that, that was that. I started reaching out to their marketing team, and they put me in contact with a secretary, and they got it scheduled. But we did take a we had put a little postponement on the 100th episode because he couldn't. Well, this idea happened it. about a, a week and a half before the 100th episode was filmed. So. Worth it. And, and and to be fair, I don't think there is a better person that we could have gotten that that is relevant to our show. Our podcast. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Do you, that it was it was perfect. He talked about that first company that he was with for uh seven years that bombed and failed. And when um is that you think in seven years you guys will be Big CEOs of a, of a successful company. You know, we've, this, we've had one that one already bombing and failing. I know. Right we already know. Had one. See, this is like our second company. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. No money still. No, still. no more money. So, <laughs> but maybe, maybe one day after maybe. today, people, maybe. yeah, we're going to get out there. We <laughs> well, should have asked him if he needs a VidAngel podcast. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, I actually meant to. That's okay. Well, Frankie, where can people connect with us if they want to find out and let us know how much they enjoyed this interview with Neil Harmon? You guys can find us on Twitter at Three Critics Pod, on Facebook, facebook.com slash Incredible Critics. Or don't forget to go on to our Instagram page. I think it's Incredible Critics. And then iTunes. Leave us a comment. Subscribe. That's how we get out to more and more people. Huge thanks to Neil Harmon joining us. Oh, so awesome. I mean, that was the coolest. Until next week, for not as good of an episode as this week, we are the Incredible Critics. It's all downhill from here. He was really nice. That was, that was fantastic. Creepy. Yeah. We made it, guys. We, Frankie, you said we wouldn't even have a 100th episode. You were wrong. <laughs> did I say um, that? Definitely. Sure. I don't think I did. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think I did. <laughs>